Hello. This is uh, podcast number two, if we're going to be honest. The first one was 11 minutes long and had some good stuff in it. And it might even be at the beginning of this one. We'll just have to see. Or after this part that I just said. And it will sound like it's at the beginning of this one because we're tricking you. <laughs> at the power of editing. Uh, so, that I wouldn't say it was a test run because we were trying to be serious. But it surely taught us a lot of things that a test run would teach us about a podcast. Tangents. Lots of them. Tangents are great. But also, my stomach making sounds is not so good. When my iPhone... We're recording this on an iPhone, full disclosure, and it's on my stomach, so when you hear... That's not a sea creature. That's just my digestive tract. Yeah. And there's nothing to be scared of. Oh, I was saying some stuff again. What? My stomach did it. Oh. Again, yeah. Not the sea creature. Got it. I just had like this almost vivid hallucination that the floor was water and there was a sea creature in my room. Crazy. It was like such a like a real like vivid like imaginatory process. Are you becoming schizophrenic? Do I need to start worrying? I mean I probably do have low dopamine levels so yeah. Okay. Well um... Oh perfect segue. Bum 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 segue. This uh uh, segment of the podcast uh, you should know is science science time dopamine I know about we're smart this is a disclosure the people we're listening to you are not me us wait where are we we're the smart people the smart ones <laughs> we just don't sound like it speak for yourself ouch ouch I'm derailed. The Segway, the Segway just lost a wheel. <laughs> you okay. just ruined it. Wasn't I didn't? It doesn't sound. Can you look this up? Is there? Didn't the inventor of the Segway drive off a cliff? Do you really think that's a thing? <laughs> I hope it is. That's on so a funny. Segway? Yeah. Okay. He oh, killed himself on that. his invention. That's someone who dies for their art. <laughs> like, <laughs> Life imitates art. But in the meantime, while she finds this beautiful fact. Um, Fact checker, Maya. Oh, this is Maya uh, Carlton. <laughs> Thanks. Three Ks. No, I'm joking. I'm he, joking. It's it really, just a C. No, it's true. He he. What? <laughs> <laughs> he really drove his scooter off a cliff and died. What was his name? Um, you know, let me just see. Jimmy uh, Hesselden. Jimmy Hesselden, the inventor of the Segway, drove off. How fast was he going? Does it say? Why did, how did he drive off a cliff? He was not the inventor. He was the owner. He was the owner of Segway. He didn't yeah, invent them. He did not invent them. Oh. Uh, he just... He just it sounds like a conspiracy right a to me. I think the inventor wanted his company back. <laughs> you want to start a conspiracy on our first podcast? Yeah. It said there's no foul play. It literally says in this article... Like, I think he just That's what himself. they want you to believe. But I've seen documentaries about this, and there's a paper trail. We're creating the documentary about this. Oh, yeah. But turn into our other podcast, Creating the Documentary, about Willie Snepernitz. What's his name? <laughs> Jimmy Heddleson. <laughs> Jimmy Heddleson. 
What's his name? Hesselden. Hesselden. It's a hard one. It's a British name. Kind of hard. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> he was worth around $265 million. Hmm. No foul play at all. Hmm. Probably the wife. Segways don't go that fast. How did you get... You have... Why didn't he, he jump? himself. Oh, he killed himself. You left yeah. that part out. I, how else do you think he drove a Segway off a cliff? I thought he was just being really stupid. No, he for sure Which didn't. is way funnier. Like... <laughs> I know, this is just sad now. It's going too fast around the turn. It, I think it's just so funny to kill yourself on a Segway. Especially when why you, would you Why did he just... Like, why would you just... Kill yourself by jumping off a cliff. It's Why like, did he need to drive a Segway on? It's the of perfect it? irony that Segways are killing our country. I I don't necessarily agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Segways are killing our country. That's I think they're a great invention that provide a, a perfect form of transportation in between places in the city. Segway, if you're listening, please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> but are... I mean, have you ever been to New York and like they do Segway tours? And, like, in D.C., too. Like, you'll just, like, be walking through monuments, and there's, like, a group of people on segways. Like, that's when you know, like, shit's gone downhill. They yeah, no, I'm on board with that. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't just walk. They got a segway to and from. Wait, wait, wait. What's or... wrong with that? What's wrong with some people enjoying, enjoying their life on two wheels and a handlebar? It just looks so silly. So what? They're going against the grain. They don't care what you think. They have their nice little helmets on okay you, and their inability to ride the segway you just want some segway sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly though that's an that's another good point about this podcast is uh on a lighter note i really think i mean a dark, dark how do you say serious more serious note yeah. um this podcast i really want it to be funded sponsored by uh, companies that are really making change in the world. I've no wow. What is that? That's so cool. Sorry, I got distracted. I have it. it, it. There's a, what is it called? Can you tell me the names of these things? You just have to wait. It's not done yet. Oh, Lori Sons made this. Lori, Lori Sun. If you can start giving some of your proceeds to like a reliable charity, I'm so down for you to sponsor this. The things that you're making are super dope. You should team up with Bethesda and make some official Skyrim gear. Oh, that's so cute. God damn it, that's some cool shit. Can you share that to my Facebook? Yeah. If you guys, you guys can't see this, but if you've ever played Skyrim or Bethesda games and you liked the armor, uh, this girl, it's not really that type of armor, but it's within the same general idea of that that design it's it's very intricate and has a lot of patterns on them and it looks dope as fuck it's like man of bones that's so cool it just looks like bones i fucking love bones uh facebook we're on it you gotta keep me on track okay so what was i talking about before this just can't the funding oh funding Yes, I want this podcast to be funded by people who are making real change in the world. And I say this because the other day I was sitting, I go to university, the UCSD, the 
UCSD. University of California, San Diego. Because not everybody knows the acronyms. But everybody has Google. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other topic I want to get into is what's wrong with universities. Our listeners do work. We do the work for them. Yes, we will work for you. Is your lawn dirty? We will clean it. Mops. Well, vacuum your lawn for you. <laughs> Can I? Ah, oh, dude, how what a great hipster company idea. Vacuum like, your lawn. Oh, dude, postmodernism at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> Just running around vacuuming lawns. That's like actually gonna make me cry. It's so funny. Just to see a bunch of people with like handlebar mustaches and like fucking steampunk gear running around with like these shitty fucking vacuums on people's lawns. And and then that's another shitty asshole with another fucking stupid beard and his black haired wife that used to be seen in high school standing there and she's actually kind of chubby now but she doesn't want to talk about it. Sounds so close to home. I like this girl in high school and she was really pretty and now she's fat and has a husband. You got me. What the fuck? Why you got to fucking stress out about this scene, girl? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> She's actually the reason I slept with a stripper. Her name was Erica. That is a whole nother podcast. God damn, that is a... Talking about the stripper. I mean, her name is... Berica. Uh, yeah, super Are, good censoring. Definitely, you'll never find her. <laughs> I'm not even famous yet. Like, what do I care? <laughs> she was a really nice girl, but... I don't, talk. It's Just a whole other know, thing. I'm not a stripper. He's not dating a stripper right now. And what did you do last night? What do you call that? Making bills. <laughs> Babe. <They're> not funny. <laughs> I didn't say this podcast was for you to talk about your Bill Clinton bus collection that you sculpt. Yeah. Because you, you are making bills. <laughs> so silly. So good. But um, but um, Not even in the right rhythm. That's another thing you will learn about me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no rhythm. Um,. Just call this whole podcast. Another thing you'll learn about me. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's too long, but it's funny as fuck. Um, or, okay, funding. God damn, my ADD. How do I stay on topic? I hope this is enjoyable. I bet, like, people who aren't ADD are like, what the fuck? Like, there's there's no like, theme. It's like schizophrenic. No like, storyline. Oh, yeah, but a lot of part. This is just conversation. Conversation with no point. No middle, no end. It sounds bleak when you put it like that. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, listener? All of Just life listening to us bleak. discuss nothing with no point, no middle, no end. What do you gain from this? Hmm? Knowledge, maybe. Or a big waste of time. Maybe you should just turn this podcast off. Am I recording? Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, I'm oh. just moving it. Okay, thank you. 11.15 is my about. birthday. Anyways, um, do you guys also want my credit card number? 3151. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, your social security. Oh, that's 8512-345111. Wow. What if that's really someone's social security number? What if that you would just be so gave good. away someone's <laughs> social security number? I feel like the whole point is it's hard to guess them. But yeah. maybe not. I feel like there is totally an algorithm that we could just go through and check. Yeah. <laughs> is this a real social security number? I mean, it's only number? a certain number of, like, numbers. 
God, that's so... Anyways, I just got into, like, how do they check... How do websites check and make sure you have the correct... Like, they must have, like, a link, like, to the database of all the social security numbers yeah. that runs it back. And it's like, yep, that's right. Yeah. Which is really scary. When you think about how easy that would be to get into if you knew what you were doing. I mean, look at what they, they did with the tax pretty... people. The the Who are they called? I don't remember. Equifax. But, yeah. Motherfuckers stole everything. Or yeah. they got everything. They let it get stolen. No one talks about it. I don't know enough about that. Like, I did watch the whole John Oliver on it. But I'm not saying I'm an expert. Yeah. But I did watch the whole John Oliver. Um, that totally makes you an expert. I think so. I think I think just reading the headline on any article makes me an expert on whatever topic. Definitely if it's just clickbait on Facebook. Pickles give you cancer. Dude, what? I yeah. eat so many pickles. I know. Holy shit, babe. I need to go get tested. Literally, Facebook teaches you so much, I swear. I mean, I've learned more on Facebook than in college. If I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, a real degree when you can get a degree from Facebook. God, what a power move that would be if Facebook just opened an online university. People would so sign up. If it was just free, too, and just a, just a bunch of advertisements. <laughs> Literally. It's just, like, the worst. Like, freemium college. Oh. Like, there's freemium video games, but freemium college? Are you saying freemium or premium? Freemium. Because it's free and premium? Well, it's because the people who want a premium service pay for it. Right. Like, have you ever played a freemium game? No. It's like Candy Crush. You can buy, like, more lives. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's free to play. Yeah. But it's also a premium because you're just... Addicted. You're so addicted. And they're just, like... They're basically just manipulating the fuck out of your dopamine systems. Oh, for sure. Like, bing, bing, bing. Do you want more bings? Spend $23. (laughs) Do you want extra lives to touch on... It's so crazy too to think about because I'm a I've been a victim. There's this game called Clash of Clans that I used to play. I spent maybe a hundred dollars on it before I was like, "This is Jesus." That's not even people spend thousands. I know, but that's just ridiculous. Like the most, like the highest gym package is like ninety nine dollars. My aunt got it like a hundred (laughs) times. Wow. Maybe not a hundred. That's a lot of money, but uh, it's you know. I was so addicted to it. And then I just had like this weird thought. I was like, if I was something else looking at me do this, and just pretend my screen was black. Mm-hmm. I, was just, I was doing all the same things I usually do. Yeah. And then if I was looking at someone do that, but the screen was black, and they were just, get like, and I could see them feeding money into it, and then they would press the black screen some more, mm-hmm. I'd be like, why are they wasting all of their time and money? They're staring at a black screen, pressing nothing, and giving it money to press more things. It'd press be a more nothing. Super uh, good app. Super simple to make. I think we should make that our next endeavor. Just a black screen. <laughs> People buy fake iPhones just so they can look like they have an iPhone. Like one that's like a mirror. Like it doesn't even work. Like gag gifts are such a thing that people will pay for. Like it's just like a gag app, but people will pay for it. Just because they can be like, yeah, I have this. It's super fucking dope. You know what's even funnier about that? Is the, I feel like the gag app wouldn't even be popular if you couldn't pay for it. Like, I think yeah. you have to pay for it 
Because that's like half the joke. It's like, look how, look how stupid it is. I actually paid $5 for this. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't even know how stupid it is until after you've paid for it. So it's like, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> this app offers a completely black screen. <laughs> Waste all your battery while it looks like it's off. Oh, it just drains the fuck out of the battery. Yeah. Like there you like it just ha- it has a whole game under it. Yeah. But you can never unlock it. Yeah. <laughs> you just press it a bunch of shit and like buying things by accident. Totally claim that you'll make it to the game, but you never can. Everything is is press this to purchase this instantly. Yeah. And it's just hundreds of those little icons on the screen. So anytime you press the screen, you just bought $100 worth of gems you can't use. Exactly. Or, I mean, you can use, but what are they for? No. <laughs> <laughs> the game, if you make it to the end. <laughs> There's no end. Yeah, exactly. You have to click on all the pop-ups eventually, and maybe one time it flashes, like, a different color. And be like, oh, I saw the red color got the red screen that screenshot it really quick yeah <laughs> to this fucking level that would be silly as fuck oh my god if it, like a video game where you get to click the screen so many times to get to the next level and it's randomized i feel like i could code that in java like right now with like zero knowledge just like a black screen and then a red flashes every once in a while just like a, a random amount yeah within like a given frame Matlab. Like, you can't, like, anything less than 100,000, you can't get to the red screen. Yeah, exactly. And then one person, one person will get to it. And then they'll get to the blue screen. Yeah. And the green screen. And it'll make everybody else just continue to be crazy over this app that means nothing. Dude, people will be like, I got the blue screen. Like, no, you fucking didn't. And You're you, a liar. You, and you can send people the blue screen. It's like an official blue screen. Yeah. And then like you people will pay for it. There's like its own economy with inside the- <laughs> <laughs> Just like CSGO. People pay for like all these fucking people pay like twelve thousand dollars for sh- like probably even more. Look up like the most expensive CSGO uh uh skin. I don't even know what CSGO is. It's this game, it's a shooter. It's kinda like Call of Duty. People mm-hmm. are kinda shit people are gonna shit on me so hard if I was famous right now. I've never played it, but what I've heard is it's like Call of Duty mixed with uh, um, battle, Battlefield. Oh, Counter-Strike. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And what did Counter-Strike... Most expensive skin Okay. ever bought or something. The most expensive skins. Let's see. So skins are, if, you, if anyone doesn't know, they're basically different uh, patterns or colors you can put on your gun to make it unique. So there's there's this whole culture in CSGO. $400 maximum. There's a $400 maximum? Yeah. Maybe that's you a purchase use, like, inside third, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So look at the most expensive skin ever sold. Uh, Let me just look. Third party. Let's see. This For this gun, like 4200 <laughs> and guys, I mean, ten thousand. Like, if you're listening to this, this is—it's not a real yeah. thing. You're you're getting. You're getting a digital print of something that a hacker made, or a modder could totally make. Could totally just do this in like fucking maybe. some program in under an hour, maybe. This like yellow one. It's just yellow. Is two hundred and fifty dollars. It's it's just yellow. 
And then, so there's like these weird fucking inner economies for these video games that just are so outrageous. Totally crazy. A lot of them, to be fair, from what I've heard, are uh, associated with people who are really top players. And they get, like, custom skins. So you can get, like, the gun of, like, the guy who got, like, the most kills or is, like, just the ultimate best player at this game. But nonetheless, it's still just the idea. Excessive. (laughs) Yeah. Another game, look up Star Citizen. People pay, like, I think it's, like, $20,000 ships and it's a video game. That's insane. Go look up go look up stars and so it sounds insane and it is, but nonetheless, like the this Star Citizen is a game that's in alpha production, which means that it's not completely made yet. And but you can still mm. you can still play it. Yeah. And it's a completely crowdsourced game. So if people are rich, they can buy the twenty thousand dollar ships to help fund the game's development process. So that's why the prices are so high. And, but like just the idea that anyone would pay twenty thousand dollars for a digital thing. Like I don't know. I think there's like special things you get if you pay that much money. You get like yeah. credits in the game, or you get like a spot, or deemed like a sponsor or something. But it sounds so insane to me. I mean, I guess it's cool for sponsors because then they get their like. I I think it should be like a custom ship. If you pay that much money. Oh, These sure. are like just definite. Like what's the most expensive one? Just give me a second. I have to look through it. They're not sorted by price yet. I have to like. Give me a second. It's loading. It's... The internet's slow. Oh no. We have internet problems. Um, yeah. But this game is super fucking interesting. Star Citizen. I would love to play it. Uh, I've always. That's why I bought my PCs because I was gonna buy the game. Didn't do it. I mean, my laptop. People are gonna freak out on me too. Uh, So, goddamn, I love video games. I haven't been able to play them. You poor thing. I'm really excited for. uh, Just wanted to sort the next Bethesda IP. I love Skyrim. I love Fallout Four. I played those for hundreds of hours. Oh, and by the way, guys, um, I'm going to be starting a Twitch channel, a Twitch streaming service, if, if, if anyone's into video games, and uh, we're going to do a bunch of crazy shit. I'm not exactly sure yet. It's not fully planned. I still have to get all the equipment and all my stuff up here. $1,200. That's the most expensive? There's like 20 grand ships. Honestly, on this thing. Type in like most expensive Star Citizen ships. Okay. Or like star citizenships ranked by price. Uh, so I'm gonna start doing the switch stream where, hopefully, if it's timed right, I can start playing. But there's this new IP if they release it, theorized to be Starfield, which to me I can speculate on for fucking hours. This game sounds like it's gonna be so cool. No, it's still the same. Still the same? Yeah, it's just like someone's lost like that amount of money on ships. Like they've bought like $30,000. Go to starcitizen.com. I literally was. Don't worry. It's the most the the most expensive ship you can buy is $2,500. I swear I saw a $20,000 ship. You're incorrect. 
I'm going to look it up. Dude, I just fact-checked you. Okay. Um, we're going to make an edit to this podcast when I prove her wrong. She's going to be like, oh my so god, unsure. how did you? I'm going to do it right now. No. Here, you talk. Talk about what? No, this is I'm your thing. This is I do your this. thing. I know. But I, this is part of the fun is is uh, the, the me doing the thing with the you wrong thing. <laughs> doing the me wrong thing. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Watch us fight live on a podcast. About who's right. Um... But yeah, so let's we'll talk about Star Citizen so my mind can stay on track. Star Citizen is this giant open world video game that uh, it's been in pre-production for a goddamn long time. And I don't know how long. This Twitter shit. Uh, I hate how the internet is now. If you go to look up something, and it should just take you to the, immediately the website, but then it gives you all of its social media stuff first, and then everyone's videos about it. You take all this time. It's like, oh my goodness. Star Citizen homepage. Let's get there, please. It's this insane open-world space adventure game where you can basically kind of do whatever you want. They have procedurally generated planets from what I've heard that are also super detailed more than like other games where you might have heard of the really popular one which was uh, Space Space Adventure no there's this really popular game uh, by Sean Murray he's the producer of it No Man's Sky was like this game that was uh, talked about and praised as being like this crazy fucking new adventure open world game with all these an infinite universe you could never go to all of the planets inside the game and they're planet sized planets like it's that big so and it has it's supposed to have like fairly real physics and all this other stuff but still also be kind of cartoony in its design and not completely real but all the promises that game had were very not delivered, and they got the entire gaming community <laughs> super upset. And uh, so it turned out to be a dud. But Star Citizen is the game I think everyone really wanted No Man's Sky to be, but just way more realistic. Because you have factions, you have all these other things you can do. Um, It looks like you're not proving me wrong. Haven't haven't heard. Well, it yet. I just have I've been talking, so I haven't been able to go to the actual ships. Uh, single blah blah blah, multiplayer. Gosh, let me go to the ships. The universe about the game. How to play media. Okay, so it's a little bit harder to find now. The thing changed since the last time I got on here. The game, unless today. Okay, I think you don't want to sign up for it to see all the stuff. 
Which fan favorite actor plays the role of Captain Macapagal in Squad 42? I don't fucking know. Why are you giving me... I just want to buy the game. Watch now, $45. Yeah, it's completely different from the last time I looked at this. Oh, so who was right? No, I can't even find the ships on the thing. I'm still right. Don't worry about it. I think you have to, like, almost sign up for the game to see it. Most expensive star citizen. Bought new course. Where's all the ships and their prices? This is a really long, drawn out tangent, but I think it's boring. Yeah, I think you need to talk for me while I do this. You know, I just, I'm not the most interesting person. But you are. Not that funny. I I don't got this whole, like,. Meet the fan who spent $30,000 on a star citizenship. I just told Bam. you on ships multiple. I told you. This is the fact I fucking told you. You just, oh. you just can't accept me. My logic. I thought that ship. I'm dyslexic. I didn't see the yes. Anyways, I guess the whole point is that they're fucking expensive. And I swear to God. Is the $15,000 package worth it? Yeah, there's, they come in packages. The ships yeah, aren't... The, the individual ships. Ship, yeah. But, like, with the way the game works is you buy the ship, and that is your package, and it comes with the other stuff. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's why I think we had the contention. But the main point is goddamn it is expensive. And um, let's get back to... What I've been thinking about a lot lately. Do you know what that is? What is it? Starfield. By Bethesda Game Studios. Oh. And goddamn, do I hope that is a real rumor. If you guys don't know about Bethesda Game Studios, this is a very game-centric podcast. If you guys, by the way, if you're listening to this as the first podcast, you're like, I don't want to listen to video games, there's a lot of other shit we talk about. Or we'll talk about. Because this is... I mean, even... The second podcast. Depending on how we edit this, yeah. Might be... We might just release it like this, unless it's, like, really bad parts in it. I can hear when the parts will be bad. Sometimes people like that shit, though. Like, I like when... Like, I like live podcasts, because you can't edit them. But, um... Nonetheless... There... Hmm. Oh, yeah. There are podcasts... Is going to include... A variety of topics we study uh at ucsd maya is a uh behavioral neuroscientist major and i am a cognitive science ba cognitive science ba but god damn it i'll tell you why because other ones were too hard i had to take these two classes to get my specialty in neuroscience and I just don't have the fucking money to complete it. 
because for me, as a transfer student, and this is just a little insight in how insanely terrible the whole university system is in terms of, of, of like tuition fees, at least. There's a lot of other problems with the whole system. But as a transfer student, I have to pay $20,000 a quarter. And there's three quarters. That's $60,000 a year. And without like certain privileges that I have, there's no way I'd even be able to go, like attend college. But getting off of that whole topic, we're going to talk about a lot of other shit. So the interesting thing I think about this podcast is that it's going to be all over the place. It's going to be kind of like me. Because I am all over the place all the time. Oh, for sure. You heard it here first, folks. Tell them. I mean, he doesn't ever have, like, a stable concept. It's, like, constantly jumping. Do you ever talk about one topic, like, for, like, a whole sentence? I felt like a bunch of Ewoks were poking me in the back with sharp spears. Thank you, babe. I'm so sorry. They're so cute, but... God damn, did the spears hurt? <laughs> reality. The spears are called reality. Um, but yeah, we'll even talk about drugs because drugs are fun. And um, God, I wish I, I just want to do drugs. This whole podcast would be a bunch of rambling. I'll pr- I'll probably get my shit together one time. You know, if I have guests, guests. Oh, guests, Grr, guests. Once I build a following, I can start getting really cool people on here, and. I'm just going to kind of align myself with other podcasts to give you an idea of what I want this to be. Anyone's ever heard of the Joe Rogan experience? I like that format where he has long-form interviews. But I also like other podcasts that kind of take a more... uh, a a different approach and where they have segment-ish things that they talk about, like Radiolab. Like, there might be a main topic that day, and then they break it into segments or different chunks, or they have different things going on. They explain like that. And as uh, so as this is just the beginning, what we really want to do here uh, is create a community that's interwoven through the podcast and the Twitch channel, which is going to be a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole individual thing. And then the podcast is going to be part of, like, this... Uh, this entertainment mecca yeah let's use the religious term mecca <laughs> it's gonna be this giant cube <laughs> that everyone's fighting over it's the Definitely sacred land like mo- holy land no I know like I'm, I'm fucking with you baby thanks um we're we're going to create some stuff, man. The Twitch channel is going to be fun. It's going to be kind of outrageous, depending what Twitch can get, what we can get away with with Twitch. What I want to see, goddammit, is I'm upset as fuck with YouTube, and I'm not even on YouTube. But YouTube is getting rid of, like, is forcing some of my favorite creators out the door because of their monetization process. And I think that is so shitty. 
because it's 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 gross to me because in a way it's censorship. And although that these other creators now probably have enough money to use other platforms like Twitch, it still limits the amount of content that can reach a mass amount of people. And what I see happening is this ideology in a way starting to take over, like this progressive ideology starting to take over and delineate who can say what and where, and it's infected the biggest platforms. It's infected Twitter, it's infected uh, YouTube, it's infected Facebook, but Facebook is its own weird monster in a way, but those are such important resources for people to derive information from. And the fact that they're being in in a weird way, I wouldn't say directly censored, but I would say because of ideologies that aren't supported by like factual uh, or or, or even rational uh, uh, understandings of, I would say particular how 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 reality really works uh you have a, what i see is a small group of people being very loud and it creates bad press and no one wants to be aligned with bad press yeah and then even if it's it, even some bad press is good but in terms of like just the tone deafness of corporations like youtube and other companies for them, bad press means lower sales. Even though that they, <laughs> like, if you if you just have like any artist, they know bad press is good press. And as long as it's just so easy to be called racist now, and then your whole company's racist, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, so I I see YouTube's position on trying to like crack down on things because they're losing ad sponsors. But I think they need to develop a whole better system on how they uh, get revenue in because they're really fucking over a lot of people that are making quality content that aren't receiving, you know, the investment back in a lot of ways. And that's why so many, that's why places like Patreon have popped up, you know. Luckily, I think things are going to actually start moving away from YouTube in a way. I think YouTube will always be popular, but I think right now it's created this vacuum for another, uh, I would say pre-adpocalypse YouTube kind of Mm -hmm. thing to arise with a better community, a more (laughs) rational community that's not going to get outraged at everything. And I'm not saying that's the only problem. I think there's just other logistical problems with how YouTube works that are affecting its business model. But to me, it seems really important that if if I knew how to create that kind of a thing... I would love to just jump on that right now. Just a, a what I would want to see is a place like YouTube that doesn't censor anything unless it has to do with like terrorism or real violence where it's like people hurting people to, you know, mo- get be monetized so they can make money because of views. I I think rethinking the whole system and developing it in the in the terms of the way we know the re- how people react to things now, because 
YouTube and things like that were created way before we knew how people, how the mass public would react. They were fringe websites that people used to watch funny videos or post them. And then they became extremely popular. And I think what we need is like a really just free website where it doesn't matter what's on it so long as it's not real people getting hurt in in malicious ways or malicious messages like uh, a call for terrorism getting out. As long as those things aren't being monetized and promoted on the website, I think that that's exactly what creators need for their, their freedom. Because people can make weird shit, and, and they can make money for it. And I think that's completely okay. But it's hard to find a place to do that now. Because ad... Well, you could, you have to find a way to, I guess, fix this whole sponsorship thing, right? How do we convince major sponsors to uh, donate money for these elaborate productions when they're so tone deaf to like what good content is because they like these cookie cutter uh very in my opinion dry straightforward content creators that aren't going to step on any toes but ride waves of uh you know viralness that isn't it's not conducive to like real creativity it's conducive to just monetary like it's it's it, that's how we get clickbait and then if we keep going down this way the whole all of youtube is just going to be shitty clickbait videos and prank nation 3.0 shout out to ethan and ela god i love their channel um this i mean i think it's a serious problem and and, and, and it sounds funny to say it's a serious problem because it's like, it's just YouTube, but it's like, what is YouTube? Right? Like, what YouTube is this huge platform for people to communicate ideas and, and creativity on. And it's the most, like, used platform to be creative. A, 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 you know, a jump to Twitch. But Twitch is a hyper-focused platform in terms of gaming and everyone. And then there's other things you can do on there, but it's it's a central gaming platform. And I, my and people are like, well, why don't you just do it on Twitch? And it's like, well, Twitch has a lot of rules about nudity and and other things that I don't think a, a truly open creative platform really needs. I don't, I don't, and a lot of people are like, well, if uh, you allow a platform to do that, there's just going to be a bunch of girls taking off their clothes for money, and like a campsite, and it just it always turns into a campsite, and I don't and. I might be ignorant on this because I'm not a huge creator yet or developer of content, but to me, I feel like that's just as valid of content as any other content. I think everything's creative and everything's equal in the sense that if people watch it, that's that's their revenue source, right? I believe that if it gets views, then they did something right to the extent where it's grabbing people's attention enough. Clickbait is a little different. Because it's definitely, <laughs> I guess you can make an argument, well, then that's just what clickbait is, and clickbait's a valuable source. But people, you get different reactions. People watch clickbait and they get pissed off that they watched it, you know? And they're less likely to click on it again, unless they're just really stupid. But I think a huge open source platform that doesn't give a fuck about news, like, I mean, Twi- I mean uh, Twitter is pretty open about nudity. 
I don't know if they're cracking down on it now, but it doesn't really affect, like, the way it is in terms of uh, content creators, at least not that I've ever heard it being a problem, where the the attention is being taken away from people trying to make content because porn's too addictive for people to watch. And then they get all the views. But when people are done watching their porn, they want to watch something else. I feel like it's just a simple system, so it's going to feed back. I think it just drives bigger audiences, and if your content's good enough, it's going to stand out. And that's not maybe the most nuanced way to speak about it. There's probably a bunch of other things, but it's definitely something I think people need to start considering. And if you're out there, I think you, you, and you feel like you have the ability to start something like that, fucking do it. Because <laughs> we need someone like that. We need someone like you. And speaking of people we need... I need people who are fucking down with the podcast. This podcast. Wait, it doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> Which is what's the name? What what am I think why am I th- why am I thinking this? Is is an interesting name. It might be changed, but for now it's called Why Am I Thinking This? We have uh, a website being created right now in front of my very eyes. That's gonna uh, by my by my lovely girlfriend Maya, and I think it's going to really help this podcast prosper. But what we're trying to do here is literally develop a community. I want to hear people's feedback. So if you listen to this, um, fuck, we need to make like a Twitter. You can make a Twitter. <laughs> we need to make a Twitter. I just realized there's all this stuff we have to do. So. I'm going to pause it for now, and then we're going to come back after we've made all these social media things, and eventually, I'm going to give you guys a good long-term goal for what we want this podcast to be, and hopefully we'll be able to do it. This isn't a promise, this is just me openly speculating, but I want this to hopefully be on YouTube, but also... We're probably in the future when we start getting the Twitch thing going. Put this podcast on Twitch. Uh, we'll do live podcasts, especially if we start getting guests. It's gonna be start. It's gonna start kind of finding its format and its voice, and I think it's gonna get easier to listen to as we go. And I'm gonna get better at it. Uh, and we're gonna try to post quite frequently. Well, I, I don't know exactly what my posting schedule can be, but you can hopefully find this on iTunes eventually. Um, I think initially we're going to put it directly on SoundCloud because that's free, I guess. Hopefully we can get a lot of views that way. If you like it and you're on a platform where you're listening to this, please subscribe to it if you can. I don't know. We haven't figured out the logistics of what we're doing yet. This is a very bare bones, uh, raw, first technically second take <laughs> this podcast and we'd love to hear your feedback what you liked about it what you want us to talk about oh, i love that i want to know what people want to talk about send this interesting shit on twitter and um what do you what do you think about facebook what do you think about uh youtube what do you think about all the issues we talked about on this podcast let us know
um, we'll probably get back to you, maybe, especially since we're small. <laughs> There'll be like one person who heard small. it in a French way, and they're like, wow, you're here. here, here. All my friends are just going to be like, talk about tits. What? <laughs> why, are your, why, are your, why are our friends so titty hungry, Maya? <laughs> Got some titty hungry friends, man. <laughs> Talk about t- like you just made all of our friend group look like just Dicks. fucking people walking out of a gym. <laughs> no offense to gym rats. Oh, I'm, by the way, uh, just a little bit more about me. I don't know where this podcast is. Forty-eight minutes. Oh, we have we have about twelve minutes to go. Uh, so I'm gonna use these last few minutes to kind of, I guess, just really discuss what the mission here is and try to stay <laughs> in in line with that uh i want this podcast to be a cultivation of my personality and the way i see the world because i think it's everyone's everyone's perspective on the world is unique and it but not many people get to share it or or have the will to share it, and I, I feel compelled to share my perspective, whether or not people like it or not. I just feel like I need to, and I hope it's unique enough, and I hope to give a particular lens and help people uh, see the world maybe in a different way than than they're used to, or or feel like like wow, oh, I I feel that same way about these things. Um. So. A few things that I want to eventually start doing is I actually made a list today about <laughs> all the shit I want to do is for me, I want to start doing competition shooting. I want to start doing MMA. I've done jujitsu before. I specifically want to do Muay Thai. I want to get back into jujitsu. I want to find a gym that gets all the MMA together and starts doing that. Uh, I want to I want to ride fucking dirt bikes all the time. I love skateboarding. I love um, fucking video games. Twitch is going to be so fun. I really want to jump on that fucking potential Bethesda new IP Starfield. I might even put out like a separate podcast, uh, a small 30-minute one, just talking and speculating about it. I might, when I start Twitch, if I can start it in time, even just start videos speculating about what I think Starfield should be. Because I think... Those videos are always really fun, and I think I have some, you know, particularly interesting ideas. That, uh, I think all video games, at least in Bethesda's realm, should start kind of... Not that I think I'm better than Bethesda, or that I know how to make video games, but I think there's definitely things that they lack on in terms of um, really engaging content that I can get really into. Uh there's also a lot of other people I'd like to, you know, shout out because their YouTube videos definitely, you know, influence me to talk about that stuff. Uh, oh, I love Dragon Ball, Super, Z, Ball, whatever you want to, all of them. And uh, I'll probably get into that a bit, you know, eventually. You like science. You know. Oh, yeah. This whole thing I'm going to school for, neuroscience, really into that shit. Uh, really into all sciences, really. You know, uh, I'll have podcasts where... I'll probably deeply speculate about, um, goddamn, like the most insane uh, theoretical physics, 
mixed with psychology and spirituality and I find I, f- I think I find the the cross section of where spirituality and science mix to be a very interesting uh creative place not necessarily like I would consider it a scientific place but a very interesting place to hypothesize and and a, a jumping off point for very interesting ideas because I'm under at least it's my opinion that all science comes from uninhibited creativity or accidents, which I think an accident is just uninhibited creativity. <laughs> uh, I think it's really important to discuss ideas like that in, in a way that, as goofy as it may sound, even if it sounds mystical, and then try to reel it in and, and, and untangle uh, what the mysticism of it is and what the science of it is and where that leaves us in the middle. Because I feel that we used things like religion to explain science before we had true philosophy, and then we used philosophy to start explaining it. And then people just, you know, became so wrapped up in belief that they didn't really switch over, but they became separated and opposing, and I don't think that they need to be. But I do, th- but I'm also not trying to say that I think <laughs> uh, religion should be a um, a a something that we should support as science. I think that's a very dangerous thing to do. I think only things that are fact. I think science in itself can be very dangerous when it comes to whether or not things are reported correctly. Especially since I'm pretty close in terms to like real research and how it's really conducted and around the people who are really conducting the modern research. Especially here at UC San Diego, which is one of like the highest rated research universities in the country for you know, just even the production of research, especially in fields like neuroscience. Um, being not, I'm going to tiptoe a little bit because I don't want to shit on people. But I also, I respect a lot of the research that's done. But I also think that there's like a clear lack of true um, introspection or uh like a, a checks and balances in the way research is conducted. A lot of people get, and it, it, it has to do a lot with the system and not really the people that's created around it. And um, and if you thought these podcasts and, and the potential Twitch channel and whatever else I might be doing, because I'm really into film and, and thinking about making movies or like short clips, comedy, stuff like that, I'm into all of those things and potential future projects was a lot. I also uh, think it's very important to at least what my real goal is aside from doing all these things is to better create systems for business uh, research and education based on models that the entire society can agree upon without a doubt, which is uh, just the improvement of human well-being. I think that's the best starting point we can have, is finding the homeostatic place 
for just natural human health, mental and physical, even though there's, I don't think they need to be separated. There's just, um, finding that as a jumping off point to start really analyzing our business structures is our research structures and our educational structures is super important, especially since I think that those three things are like a trifecta of, of, uh, like a, it's like a trifecta catalyst for the the way society society is balanced. And if we work on those things, we create better systems for the, those things, and we make them run efficiently, and we make them we understand the ecology of everything around us, and how it fits into the inner workings of business research and education how those are all related to politics and policy and everything else it's the best place to start in terms of making real change in the world and that's also why i want this podcast to not be funded by corporations that i don't think are doing anything that important like it's very typical to hear uh people say even on the podcast i really like and i'm not dissing these companies and nor have I done a lot of research into what these companies support. But uh, you can typically hear things like, oh, LegalZoom, uh, Dollar Shave Club, Loop Crate. Those are some of like the most overheard sponsors on almost any podcast you listen to. And my philosophy on that is I want to really support the people that are directly making impacts and not just products. Uh And that's a kind of a topic for a different podcast, even though I try to get into it a little bit on this one, but too out of my mind. Um, I want to see companies, I don't care what you make, right? But as long as what you're doing is, is I but what I'm going to do is try to find the companies who are I would say companies that are like those those doctors without borders, the ones that that go for free to go get sick and die in countries just to save people, or you know, and uh, or companies that are trying to develop apps, and if these apps aren't even being developed, fucking go ahead and do it because I think they're great ideas. Is um, if not, I'm gonna try to do it, but I don't know how to even start is uh or if you'd like to work with me <laughs> let's uh, let's make a team reach out to me uh develop apps where you have really clear flow uh, or a, cl- a clear flow of information and analytics about how a particular foundations was it Char- charities charities are spending their money i think the optimal charity is a charity that's so transparent with their funds they can show you their bank account withdrawings you know on a live feed and where they're all funneling to i think if we have things like that in place where we can check without a doubt the real paper trail of these companies and we can make better decisions about how we should support and fund certain charities I think it's a super good idea and in a really clear cut way and in a way where you can kind of just subscribe to the charity and pay like a like just like a loot crate 
I think that would be a really good idea. I also believe in the same thing where you can subscribe to a source uh, it's a, for, for uh, quality news, except I just realized that that might create a conflict of interest for people who want to get real quality news for free. Um, even the potential of like microtransactions such that like it's less than a cent that you're sending this company to support them, but you send it per day or whatever, uh, to create like an ultimately free platform for real news and real politics and policy that is easily digestible and very clear and well-read with teams of people who are lurking and like operating in each different state in the U.S. at first, talking about the new laws that are very embed, not I wouldn't say embed, but very close to people who are creating these laws, what the policies are, talking to lawyers, and getting the real facts about what everything is in a very unbiased and clear way that allows you to see like when you're going to vote, what you're really voting for and what the law really means. And I think those are like really the first initial steps because you're never going to have a process where the government decides to do that. It's, it's just too much bureaucracy where that is going to be created or put in place or even beneficial by the people in that system. You need, an out, you need a private system that's trusted and very transparent with where all their money is going and who's supporting them and who's working for them and where all the facts are coming from with all the sources highlighted because we have the technology now for everything we write to highlight where that source is and then bring it exactly to you can read the source itself i think those platforms if they're made simplistically and the the ui is nice are going to be the right steps into creating more well-read people and um that's those are the types of companies I would like to be sponsored by and to promote initially. I think those companies and things like that, if they exist out there, we're going to do research and try to reach out to people once we get an audience. And that's why we want an audience. We want to be able to promote those things and then also be able to make this podcast so we can provide entertainment as well. That way I don't feel guilty about getting a hundred something dollars a month or whatever it is from Dollar Shave Club, even though I don't fucking use razors, <laughs> you know, and I had to like lie about like I used their product once, I liked it, whatever, and I never use it again just so they can give me money. I, I'm not into that. I've always thought it was a little weird. I've always kind of not liked it. And I think it's what's kind of made me not want to do a podcast because then I thought, how, how am I going to make money doing this? But it's not that expensive to make a podcast either until you start booking guests maybe. But so developing a community that's goal is orientated just towards improving the well-being of people or at least maintaining a baseline and then moving that baseline up incrementally as we get better. And, and defining as a community what we think that baseline is in terms of real facts real understanding of the world and real transparency and real freedom of speech, which I think is super important.
And then we take that and we can mold it into this beautiful little baby flower. <laughs> and we can have a beautiful little time on this planet for the time we have left and make it a nice place for, you know, our children and everybody who live. And I think that really sums up what I want this to be and what I hope it becomes. And a lot more. These will get a lot more in depth. I might also just write blogs talking about specifically what I want these things to be. And then you guys can follow those and and share them with your friends and add to them. I want it to be a really communal thing. And then we'll make some fucking good memories, man. Have some fun, you know? And I just want to say thank you for listening to the first podcast ever. Ever. I mean, the second take of the first podcast ever. <laughs> the first take was only 11 minutes, if you don't remember. But thank you. Thank you. Uh, I love you all. Cute. And that one person who's listening, his probably name is like Fred or something. Like Jeff, Mark, Mike, Joe. Joe. Joe's a good one. I bet the first person that listens to his name is Joe. Is it because it's your friend Joe? No. Joe just because Joe's like a very average name. Okay. It's like one of the most well-named names of all names. I'm really mad. I can't get the Twitter link. We're having technical problems. But on that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's end the podcast here. I hope um, everyone has a good time. What's a good ending? Peace out, bros. And then maybe one day I'll find out why am I thinking this. That's good. That's good. That sounds too sentimental. It sounds too I cheesy. like it. I like it. Be sentimental. Hmm. Maybe one day I'll find out like why am I thinking this. Unless I change the name and then I'll be like, no, why did I say that? <laughs> All right. It's the name. It's done. Yeah. And then you guys can be like, why am I listening to this? Literally. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.